Welcome to Getting Curious. I'm Jonathan Van Ness, and every week I sit down for a gorgeous 30-minute conversation with a brilliant expert to learn all about something that makes me curious. This week, I'm asking, what is skin for, and how can we better love her? So I'm joined in studio by founder of skincare company, Tatcha, Victoria Thai. Welcome to Getting Curious. This is Jonathan Van Ness, and I'm so excited. We've got a very amazing guest today, and we've got a subject matter to talk about that I have never been more excited to talk about in my life, honey, because it's skin. So without further ado, I'm going to welcome to the stage, Victoria Sai. Like, I love you. Love you more. You just taught me a really <laughs> great way to say your last name because I feel like I've seen this gorgeous word slash last name, and I'm always kind of like... You know, I get palpitations right before I say it. (laughs) Will you tell the people how you just told me how to say your name? I think it's like the smartest thing ever. (laughs) My last name is Ty, like a cat's eye without the cat. (laughs) I love that story. It's so smart. Wait, it's without the cat. So it's like really like a sigh. Mm -hmm. (gasps) I didn't even say it right the first time. Like I thought I knew. Yes, you did. Yeah, Victoria, sigh. Yeah, it works. I want to learn Japanese. I can say one really gorgeous sentence in Japanese. I heard you say it in your last interview, and I no, I want to say it now and have you be surprised. Say it now. No, should we learn a new sentence really quickly? Like, Shh. what's like a cute one sentence? Um, well, I'm Taiwanese oh my, oh. by birth, um, but everything is from Japan. I love and that so, you're Taiwanese by birth. I am Taiwan. She's got a gorgeous story, honey. She's kind <laughs> of like I'm obsessed with her origin story. That Taiwan. <laughs> but I was technically born here in Missouri. My family's from Taiwan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm obsessed with your China. origin story. You're from Missouri. I'm from Illinois. I know. Where are you from? Um, I was born in Columbia. And then you were? Up. Yeah. That's where Mizzou is. My mom went to college or my dad lives there. Wait, my parents went to college there too. Could we be any more like intersectionally like together right now? I think we should be best friends. So, okay. So tell me this story. You're okay. you're born in Missouri, honey. Mm-hmm. You're living your best life in Columbia. And then like, when did you realize that you were obsessed with skin? Uh, then I went to New Jersey. Which is a very sexy place. Then Texas, even sexier. So very exotic. Oh, it keeps getting sexier and sexier. Yeah, when people are like, where are you from? I'm like, Missouri. <laughs> and then... Uh, <laughs> By way of... And then I had this whole career that had nothing to do with beauty. And then I worked at one of the big global beauty companies, and I treated my face like a science experiment. Wait, what was your pre-beauty job? Um, I started out life as a credit derivatives trader. Oh my God, I, I love that. So you're like, so you're kind of, you, you like your brain understands numbers, essentially. Numbers, numbers are okay with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, not my, not I, <laughs> unless they're hair color numbers. And I, even those, you know. You're a polymath at everything else that you try those. Oh my so God, thank you. Thing. I don't even know that, that word. It means like you just have skills across, across the board. Okay. Talents. So I then, feel like you're like that too, but anyway, keep telling me. Not, not so, unfortunately. But um, so numbers check and then you get in, you work for one of the biggest who, what, what? Uh, beauty care companies. And w- what was that? I treated my face like a science experiment and I got acute dermatitis. My whole face was bleeding and bleeding. Because you were working scaling. for who, like just like a big old company and you were just trying all of their new products. Yeah. And then you were like, and you were like in your 20s then? Or I something? was in my 20s. Well, let's see. I got acute dermatitis in my early 30s um, and I had it for three years. And, and dermatitis is basically just anything that happened. It's like an unexplained like thing, like irritation of the skin, right? Yeah. It's when the, the barrier function of your skin is compromised. And so everything that otherwise wouldn't irritate your skin irritates it. So it's constantly inflamed. So it's bleeding and blistering and scaling. My whole face, my lips, my eyelids for three years. Oh my God. And then 
contact dermatitis is like when just something touches your skin that makes and it mad. And that's what develops it, yeah. And, cause then, and then I have the guttate psoriasis, which is just uh-huh. like, you know, tear drop little flare ups of like, so, like if I get stressed or sunburned sometimes mm-hmm. or like scratch, like, so I feel you sister on like, at a, like a, like a chronic thing. How to, And so that happened to you, honey, for three years, you're dealing with this on your face, but was it, it was like concentrated on your face? It was concentrated on my face. Um, I do get eczema on the rest of my body, but I no. have that on my face. Yeah, so I, We're I, going through I, it. We are. And then I also just woke up one day and I said, I choose happiness and I quit because I had been doing all this corporate stuff. And at one point I just realized that if I was going to spend the waking hours of my life working, then I needed my work to be meaningful in order for my life to be meaningful. And so I started traveling and I had no plan and I ended up in Japan and then that, coming back to the Japan moment, that's how it all happened. And so you wound up in Japan, like just kind of traveling and like looking for Like you had like an eat, pray, love moment there. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And no. So I, I had the acute dermatitis. The only thing I could use on my face was similar to Vaseline. So I was a greasy hot mess all the time. And a friend of mine, from it was just Japan, kind of a petroleum based yeah, kind yeah. of just, <laughs> yes, yeah, yes. just like soothe, like the chat. And did it hurt? Um, It hurt. It hurt. Yeah. No, it was like, painful. Sometimes my flare ups, like my flare ups used to not hurt so much, mm-hmm. but now like, especially if I'm exposed to sun during a flare up, when I have the medicine on, it mm-hmm. feels like I'm literally getting like fried eggs like put on me. Oh. Like, like an almost like an electric sort of one. It's hard to explain to people that don't, have uh, like an acute skin thing that you constantly have to treat so that you don't look like you have like some like really intense thing wrong with you and then like when you get really short and irritated with people because your skin's burning you're like oh my god it's not you I just have to get in the shade right yesterday oh my god bye we take our skin for granted until it's upset with us and then then we notice something it's like having a toothache that's a thing <laughs> yeah know. like when your figure skates don't fit right <laughs> I get yeah I had that for a month I can't wait to go figure skating with me you too oh my god. but anyway I can't keep interrupting I'm a nightmare I'm good. so then what happens so you go to Japan <laughs> I go to Japan and I'm looking for these blotting papers that I used to make myself look like slightly less of a greasy hot mess Mm -hmm. and my friend from Japan was like they're actually from gold leaf artisans and I was like what and so I went and I found these gold leaf artisans and all they make is gold leaf and the way that they make gold leaf is by hammering it and the hammering paper is what was the first blotting paper, which you blotting paper is like a piece of paper. That yeah, 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 of course. Yes, 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 yes. And so when I met these gold leaf artisans, I was like, I don't understand how the byproduct of the gold leaf manufacturing process becomes a beauty care item. And they said, I don't know, you'll have to ask geishas or kabuki actors because they're the ones who figured it out. And then they introduced me to a geisha. And then so I interviewed this geisha and I didn't even know what they were. They're yeah, not, so what's a geisha? A geisha is an art person in Japan. They're like, uh, it's like a female kabuki artist, very similar. They don't sleep with anybody. Memoirs of a Geisha is a piece of fiction written by an American man. Beautiful book, but totally fictional. Um, so it's a it's like a very sacred art, their performance art. Um, and only ladies are kabuki. Or no, only ladies are gushi. A geisha. Oh my gosh, can I talk? Yeah. Yes. It, no, no, like, you're like, yes, you can. I'm like, no, I, I keep saying weird like letters that don't come after one. So only ladies are geishas. Women are geisha. Women yeah. are geishas. And then men are kabuki actors. Ooh, yeah. love that. Cool. So I was asking about their makeup because I knew that it predated the petrochemical industry. And I I wasn't going for that look, but I was just curious. And- so, I, I love you laying down the petrochemical industry, honey. Give the children <laughs> a cute little, uh, you know, petrochemical industry, colon, dictionary. You know, if, you were, if, if I gave that to you in a spelling bee and then I was like, can I get the definition, please? <laughs> it's you know it's basically um, we use a lot of ingredients in skincare and in makeup in the U.S. that we don't really use in the rest of the world. Yeah, EU has like how 
many products like there's like so many in the EU that are illegal. Yeah, they have a they have a positive list of 1300 ingredients that are safe to use. So you have to formulate off of that um, here in the US, the FDA doesn't regulate skincare or cosmetics because it's not a food or a drug. And so it's anything goes here in the US. And we actually absorb about five pounds of chemicals through our skin a year. Men will mostly urinate and sweat it out, but women will hold it in their fat. There's questions around bioaccumulation, um, around passing things over to babies. I wonder so, why that's different. Like the biology of like men and women, like why? Fat. We have different fat levels. We do? Yeah. Women have a lot more fat than men. Oh. Hence, the breast. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It's so that I feel like sometimes the universe has interesting ways of like reminding me that I'm super duper duper gay because that <laughs> wouldn't even like occur to me that you know, I'm like, I'm like, where is it? Like, that's so crazy. You know, it like doesn't even. Occur. So, yeah. But so anyway, so you're like, so you start to interview like this gorgeous geisha in mm -hmm. Japan. And what did you find out? So I was asking her about her makeup and her beauty rituals. And then she told me where to get some of the things that they, they use. My translator, Yuko, took me there and um she, I came home with this box of powders and waxes and oils with little post-it notes on it that says like, you know, combine the seaweed powder with with water and, and make a mask. I used half of it wrong, but about eight <laughs> weeks later, my skin totally healed. So then I was trying to find it here in the U.S. and I went to like Japantown, Koreatown, Chinatown, eBay, you name it. I couldn't find it. And what were the stuff? like? It was it was completely opposite of anything that I had ever learned growing up here. So they wash their face with oil. Yeah, I love an oil cleanser. And it's so... Dry hands, dry face, a little bit of water, make into my little... I've been using Shuamura cleansing oil for oh like my. years, honey. Oh. I'm obsessed with the cleansing oil. I am so impressed. Because I can't that. exfoliate my face because of the psoriasis. Because mm. psoriasis makes your skin over exfoliate itself anyhow. Yep. So here's the thing. You're in Japan. <laughs> you get the skincare. What is it? Like, what was okay. in there? Okay. <sighs> I'm so excited right now. I'm sweating. Mm -hmm. Um. So... I the, use this stuff. I couldn't find it here. She was in a box in Japan. Like, well, how did you get it? Like, what it, was it like in a little like, like I imagine like a little box with like cute little like vials of like powder. I, I still have it. I have it's like um, it was like a, a little a little bottle of camellia oil and like a little box inside. There was like a sachet of, of powder, seaweed powder. And then there's mineral powders and there's rice powders. And I just came home with this stuff and I used it. And then now at 40, my skin is better than it was at 20. Yeah, you're, I gotta say, I mean, you guys, you can't see, well, you, you'll see it on the Insta <laughs> post, but yeah, you're, you're yeah. one of those people that has like that glowing, no. youthful, but yeah. also like, I mean, yeah, your face is snatched, honey. No, she's gorgeous. No, no she's so gorgeous. Sweet. I love you. If you ever tell me no again to my face in reference to how gorgeous your <laughs> face is, I will literally, it's too early. I'll come unglued, honey. I'll be like, get out. I'm just kidding. I'm obsessed with you. Um, so, but so that's really interesting. It was just like, it was like whole ingredients, more of like, you know, one ingredient composition sort of things. Mm -hmm. Like, just like, like it, I feel like what you're telling me is like the ingredients themselves are like less and more like, or like. They all came from the Japanese diet. And so oh, three, 400 like years food ago, grade. yeah, when geisha, you know, were, you know, around, but also all sorts of other women and they wanted to take care of their skin. There was no Sephora, there was, you know, no brands. And so they went to their kitchen. And so the basis of the Japanese diet, green tea, rice, and seaweed, they're all superfoods. Scientists credit their longevity for their whole body to these ingredients are the same things they use on their skin. And so I tried to find it here. I couldn't find it. And then I started getting desperate because I had spent three years looking like Quasimodo. <laughs> and then and then out of pure self-interest. And then at the same time, and I, you're going to find this if you ever get a chance to go to Japan. Um, have you been before? No. Oh, you'll love it. But there's a kindness to the people. There's a humanity. It's... it's um, 
they have the saying, Ichigo Ichie, just this moment, once a lifetime. And it means that in the entire fabric of human experience, if I'm never going to be able to recreate this with you, would I bring a different intention? Would I listen to you differently? Would I treat you differently? And there was just so much kindness there. And having been, we mentioned earlier that I started out life as a trader. My husband and I were down at Ground Zero for 9-11. That was how we started off our careers. I just got to this point where I was looking for beauty and authenticity and magic in my life. And it's one of the reasons why I love you, because I think that um, you bring this this little place of magic and sanctuary and like a childlike wonder. That's why I love this podcast about getting curious, because there's so many things in the world to be inspired by. So it's a dream come true to be here with you right now. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. Um, Wow. That was like the nicest thing. And that that gorgeous phrase is that really has a way of getting you into being present. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like letting the rest of it kind of, cause I had this yoga teacher one named John Salisbury, who's like so smart. And he used to be like, where is the problem? Like in the room, mm-hmm. like show me where the problem is. And it's, it reminds me of that. Like a lot of what we focus on sometimes is like, it's not like, it's so pure right now. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the, the experience of now is really so gorgeous. And sometimes when you're focusing, sometimes that voice in our head tells us a bunch of stuff that yeah. gets us off of that whole, like, if this is the only moment you were going to have with that person, like, would you approach it differently? Exactly. Yeah, that's gorgeous. Exactly. So, but you're like, Japan's fierce. Then you come back to the United States, like the eat, pray, love moment's over. Yeah. Then what happened? So then, um, but you're I, like eBay, honey. I can't get my camellia oil. It's <laughs> over. Like I used up all the seaweed powder. Like what so gives? I'm with these gold leaf artisans again, and the blotting papers that I found there. I just love that they embodied so much history and heritage and beauty. And I asked if I could bring them to the U.S. and they said no. And then Ew. I said, let me rephrase that. How many would I have to buy in order? to do that. And they said 10,000. So I called up my husband and I was like, Hey, I just bought 10,000 blotting papers. <laughs> and he said, how are we going to pay for that? And I, I was like, Oh, I didn't think of that. So I said, I'll sell my engage ring. And oh my so God. I'll fast forward. Now we ended up selling engage ring car furniture, worked for jobs, um, brought in a team of scientists after we launched the blotting papers. Cause that, that went well. And then, um, what were the blotting papers called? The, oh, we probably have some to show you there. They, uh, and that was how Tatcha. you began your company, mm-hmm. which was called uh, Tatcha. And that it's been 15 minutes, right? Kali Wally. 16. Oh my God. My internal clock is <laughs> next level. You guys will be right back with more getting curious after the break. Honey, take a moment and just think to yourself, describe yourself in one word. Are you simple, sophisticated, or adventurous? However you dress, the stylist at Stitch Fix can help you find your favorite piece. Stitch Fix is an online personal styling service that delivers your favorite clothing, shoes, and accessories directly to you. First, you complete a style profile, then an expert personal stylist will send you a hand-picked box of items based on your preferences. They even have men's and kids' boxes, too, which we love, honey. Let's get everyone, uh, you know, taken care of. Plus, I'm sure you can mix and match if they aren't, you know, in the dark ages. What if you want something from both? 
With no subscription required, you can pick between automatic shipments or only getting new pieces on demand. Shipping, exchanges, and returns are always free. Plus, the $20 styling fee is automatically applied towards anything you keep from your box. We love our Stitch Fix personal stylists. I can customize my own gorgeous preferences, whether it's sizing, brand, or budget. Once you finish the style quiz and set up your ideal number of deliveries, honey, you'll receive everything from jewelry to shoes to bags, all to go with your hand-picked outfits. I love that. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash JVN and get an extra 25% off when you keep everything in your box. That's S-T-I-T-C-H fix.com slash JVN for an extra 25% off when you keep everything in your box. Support for today's show comes from Rakuten. Rakuten is a free member-based loyalty program that lets you earn up to 40% cash back at over 2,500 stores. It's perfect for all your back-to-school shopping needs. Get cash back on everything from school supplies to new clothes at some of your favorite retailers like Macy's, Forever 21, Walmart, and more. And don't worry, it's always free. No gimmicks, no points to redeem. Better yet, Rakuten is so simple and easy to use. Simply go to Rakuten.com, click on the retailer you're looking for to activate the cash back, and then shop as normal. You'll earn a percentage of every purchase you make up to 40% cash back. Then, every three months, members will be paid in the form of a check or via PayPal. Sign up today at Rakuten.com. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N.com. If there is something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals, BetterHelp Online Counseling can help. BetterHelp offers licensed professional counselors who are specialized in issues such as depression, anxiety, relationships, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBTQ matters, grief, self-esteem, and more. Connect with your professional counselor in a safe and private online environment and get help at your own time and at your own pace. Anything you share is confidential and it's so convenient. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions as well as chat and text with your therapist. If for some reason you are not happy with your counselor though, you can request a new one at any time and for no additional charge. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option. Getting curious with Jonathan Van Ness listeners can get 10% off your first month with the discount code JVN. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com slash JVN. Then simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with the counselor you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash JVN. Welcome back to Getting Curious. This is Jonathan Van Ness, honey. Am I right? Like, that was like such a gorgeous break. Okay, so here's the thing. (laughs) You're minding your own business. You just like remortgaged your whole oh yeah you guys this is victoria si hello and you are the gorgeous ceo founder of tatcha is what we just found out which mm-hmm. i've definitely seen those bottles honey <laughs> love it glorious skincare we love Thank that story you. so you mortgaged everything you put everything on the line mm-hmm. entrepreneur feroche mm-hmm. like you found the key to your like skin success and you're like i'm gonna bring this to the masses and i'm pregnant yeah. And the plot thickens, it girl. It does, it does. And so that's why we had to No, what in. happened? Oh, there we go. <laughs> Our own scientists. So some of the most famous scientists in Japan came out of like retirement. Stand by. Mm. I'm so sorry. So you're in Japan and you get the 10,000 blotting papers. Yeah. Then you call your husband who's in the States and you're like, I'm going to ship these home or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you got home and then you like figured out packaging and you like did that. That mm-hmm. went well. And then you're like, I think I want to do more than blotting papers. I want to figure out like all those other cool products. Because I couldn't get the supply of the things that healed my skin. And then where was it? 
Where, or like, when was this ish? 2009, 2010. Fierce. Yeah, okay. I, I got it. Okay. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm trying to like, I like to put things together with like where it fell in the Olympics. You know, it's like right before 2010 Vancouver, honey. <laughs> I get it. Okay. So, all right. So then you're like, I want to expand it. And then we bring in the scientists. That's right. And so we went and started researching what they did hundreds of years ago that you really can't find regularly now. And it turns out that there was a book written in 1813. And it was the first beauty book written in Japan. And there's three volumes and seven chapters and skincare is chapter one. But it's not just about like making preparations and putting them on your skin. It was a very inside out approach to beauty, which is a message that I love that you give to people is that beauty is how you make people feel people it's it's um it's about the heart it's about the mind and it's about you know just the health of of your skin and, and everything it's not about conforming to a certain look yeah or like <clears throat> ne- like necessarily topicals all the time because i think one thing that happens is people will like see something in a magazine of like you know like i use this this and this on this makeup look mm-hmm. and then they get those things like it doesn't look like that and it's like but that person that wore those ingredients like slept like 12 hours for the last seven nights has mm-hmm. 14 assistants <laughs> like you know got driven around that entire day like yeah. there's a reason she's glowing honey it's <laughs> called like privilege like <laughs> you know and and that's okay if you don't necessarily have the access to that sort of money but it's like kind of having an understanding of like you got to drink the water and put the soda down and do something. Cause it's like skin is like, you can only do so much topically. Like if there's other things that are like in your composition that are like, if you're fighting yourself. Yes. I think in Japan and in Asia overall, they do understand that your skin is an organ. It's the largest organ on your body and it's a reflection of your physical, mental, and spiritual health. And so if you want beautiful skin, yes, there's great things that you can do to wash it and care for it the right way, but it's also about how you treat yourself, whether you're sleeping, what are you eating, how do you feel about the life that you have. Um, So I learned about both of these things, like a very inside-out approach to beauty going to Japan. We found this book that was written in 1813. We brought these scientists almost out of retirement and they started bringing the book back to life. Um, and then we launched the collection. Um, we launched the blotting papers in the stores the day that my daughter was born. Uh, and then we launched the skincare maybe a year and a half later. My beautiful friend Alec is here to keep me honest on timelines because I always forget dates now. Oh, my God. But so how did you go about – well, what did the scientists – so, like, you had these books from 1813 and you just had to, like, kind of retranslate them, like, mm-hmm. figure out what kind of what they were saying. Mm-hmm. What is the function of – skin like in the first place like from what the scientists were saying like from a super like western medical standpoint skin is a barrier organ it it keeps um your stuff in and it keeps stuff out and the she's most- like selectively permeable or something <laughs> yes 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 and so um she has a couple of uh functions for you i mean Skin is brilliant. I could talk to you for three hours about skin. but Girl, we can make it like 10 minutes longer. Like, I mean, our next guest is here and I know I was like late gating here, but you know what? We just got to live our truth. So tell me what she does. So like the outer layer, honey, what's what's her story? Uh, So, well, the skin protects you, right? Uh So she lets you know if you're hurt, if you're cut, if you're burned, that you have to take care of yourself. Um, She keeps out the environment. So whether it's uh, fungus or bacteria or viruses, but then also keeps your temperature. Um, It's a source of pleasure. You know, it can feel things. Um, It can change its own pH. Skin is, I think, the most dynamic, brilliant organ ever. Do you know how off the top of your head, like, how many layers there are? Um, like, what's her story again? There's, like... We we are generally only focused at the top layer for skincare because you can't really penetrate beyond the, the upper epidermis of, if yes, you Yes, that was the yeah. word I was looking for, that epidermis, honey. So, like, you, yeah, you can't... 
I wonder, like, if you got cut, like, how thick it is. Like, until it gets, like, nasty and, like, meaty and stuff. (laughs) I think it's about, um, well, it depends on where. So the skin is very thin under your eyes. And then on your butt, it's a lot thicker. Oh, my God, for ice skating. Mm -hmm. Great. So it's, it's like, where's, like, the thickest do you think it is? Like, on the, like, maybe, like, an inch? No. Is it ever, like, an inch thick? Um, no. Your, I think your lower back and your heels, a- anywhere that takes quite a lot of rubbing, the, the skin is going to be a bit thicker. And then the thin ones are like your lips and eyes. Oh, yeah. Thin little baby lips. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or little, thin little baby lip skin. So that's interesting. And then what else? Do, and so what are some of the differences in how like Eastern, because, you know, like Ayurveda, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's like the, that's was like yoga is like the physical therapy of like Ayurveda, right? And she's like this like ancient Indian gorgeous like medicinal practice where it's like the way I understand it is it's like more prescriptive of lifestyle versus like treating your ailment once it happens, you know? And so, which to me, I think there's like so much wisdom and and gorgeousness in that. Like Mm -hmm. when my grandma was alive, she had really bad COPD and like would just, because she was a smoker forever. And I was like, Anne, like, I think that's what I would tell her when she was like, you know, stop talking all that, you know, hippy dippy stuff and, you know, passing my cafe francais. I'd be like, Ma, they say that a lot of dairy like makes you more mucusy. Like maybe and she's like, oh, go ask the Duke, you know, doctors about, you know, dairy and mucus. Like that's a bunch of hogs wash. Like show me the study, you know, like pass me the milk. But I feel like there is so much gorgeous, intuitive smart gorgeousness in Eastern approaches. Like obviously like Japanese approach to skincare isn't the same as Ayurveda, but I think that there is a more ancient wisdom in Eastern approaches to beauty because it's just like more wise and older, honey. She's been around longer. I'm a real believer in the wisdom of ancient people. But what have your gorgeous Western scientists been able to like prove that I could, you know, (laughs) if my grandma was still here, I could be like, oh, well, you know, actually, Anne, you know, this powdered green tea has B12, which actually does reverse whatever. Like All of our scientists are Japanese and um, you're right. It, what seems like folklore is actually very grounded in science. And so green tea, rice, seaweed, the three, the basics of the Japanese diet, but also ba- the basis of beautiful skin. Um, green tea has something called epigallocatechin in there, EGCG, and it's like the ninja of all antioxidants for UV-induced oxidative damage. Ooh. Yeah, and that's what you get for the... Yeah, the, so much sun level. exposure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then rice looks like such a simple little ingredient, but it's actually really complex. There's an exosperm, an endosperm. It has... Amazing. Does that have something to do with reproduction? Like <laughs> sperm is in the title? <laughs> yes. It's like that's how it like reproduces or something? Uh-huh. Cute. <laughs> and then, but it's a little fuel cell. And then um, it has all sorts of antioxidants um, in there, including gamma resinol and acetol. They're brighteners, they're moisturizers. Um, seaweed is a is like nature's um, ocean forest. Mm-hmm. And in order to survive in salt water, it has to be able to hold water in its system and not let it go or else it would die because plants need water. And so it's like nature's ultimate moisture magnet and it pairs really well with hyaluronic acid um, so that it keeps the water from escaping from your skin. So each one has uh, distinct and powerful benefits for the body and the skin alike. When we hear a lot about hyaluronic acid in skincare and why it's so important and the way I understand that it's important is because like our body naturally makes hyaluronic acid, right? Mm-hmm. And so just putting it on topically kind of like puts back what like living takes out. Yes. Ultimately, with all skincare, what you're trying to do is replenish what you had when you were a baby, because when you're a baby, your skin's amazing. It's why um, little kids can have like um, heart surgery and grow up and not have any scar. Mm. Your skin is incredible. And then as you get older, as with all your organs, the functions start changing. And so to your earlier question about the differences in approach to skincare, East versus West, um, the West is a lot like Western medicine. And so it you wait until you get sick. 
and then you get medicine. And so medicine has um, side effects. It's very strong, but it's to knock out the illness. Um, Eastern medicine is very holistic and it's very preventative. So it's about keeping the whole system healthy and in check before the disease comes instead of waiting till after the fact. So it's very much about prevention. I think one thing we see too that's like super different for like – Cause like in America, I feel like you don't see, like, if you go to like downtown Chicago or like, you know, like, I don't feel like I see a lot of like women in their forties and fifties, like doing long sleeves in the middle of the summer and like really doing big hats. Mm -hmm. Like, whereas when I feel like when I think of Asian women in Asian countries, I feel like it's honey, we are like covering, like we are going to this, (laughs) the, the pool with like a full on (laughs) Also, by the way, I really hate at the beginning of this that I was like, we were talking about Japan and I was like, oh, teach me another job. And you're like, I'm Taiwanese from Missouri. No, that that makes. But white people, what's wrong with me? No, no, like no, that makes total sense. In Japan, they think I'm Japanese. I, but like, eh, what is? Why well, I'm so? I hate how white Asians. You know, I, I, it's just, a Japanese brand. It makes total sense. Okay, and not every- say to myself. You know, but, uh, <laughs> but it's like I feel like Asian people. I feel like must deal with like how many times it's like. It's like when people say to me when I'm from Illinois, like, oh, what part of Chicago? And I'm like, it's like six hours away from there. You know what I mean? It's like, but like ten, but like tenfold. You know what I mean? Uh, I anyway, I digress. In all Asian cultures, I'm never all I'm, of them. I'm never offended. I'm but always just, touched. But just like how you know, like, like be like, oh, like a white person sees like an Asian person, it's like, oh, you must be like whatever. It's like that is annoying. <laughs> is all I'm saying. I just and I feel like I just like actively participated in it, like 20 minutes you ago. So not. I just had to like I just had to. It, it, my therapist always says that when you're feeling shame about something, honey, <laughs> if you like call it out, it like lessens it. So you just gotta like you know, call it out. So I release your shame. Release it, honey. Bye. She's like out of the room, shame free zone. Um, so what? So those are the things that kind of the scientists were saying. Mm-hmm. You know how like in the EU they have like the thirteen hundred uh, ingredients mm-hmm. that they can draw from Under the EU directive. And I know that like in Canada, there's also different ones that are like allowed in here. So mm-hmm. ours is definitely more like the quote wild wild west when it comes to like. So what are the things that you feel like it's like as this gorgeous you know founder and person who's been through. Your skin woes. Yeah, I've been through dermatitis and also like worked so closely with researchers in different countries and done. I mean, this has been Mm -hmm. your life for the last, you know, 10. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, what are the things like you do not put up on your skin? Like, (laughs) seriously. Yeah. yeah. Uh, There's a few things. Um, And I think it's all it's all shades of gray. Right. So. um, Because like, is it mineral? uh, Sorry. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I love but I just had another question, but maybe answer both. Um, Because, you know, like mineral oil gets like a bad rep and like over here. But isn't there like different grades of mineral oil? Like not all mineral oils, like baby oil, like from Johnson and Johnson, like some mineral oil is probably like really fierce and nice or something or no. You know, I, I don't like to bastardize any individual ingredient, but I do think that there's a time and place for everything and also concentrations. And so, um, People, I think oils overall have gotten a bad rap, but there is um, a spectrum of comodogenicity for the oils. Which is how much it clogs the pore. Exactly. Like comodogenic is like how much yeah, does it like live in yeah. the, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, there are oils that are very biosimilar to the oils in our skin based on the molecular weight and all that kind of stuff. And so when you put them on your skin, your skin is like, yes, squalane. Squalane is something yep. like you have 13% of your skin is squalane when you're a baby. So there's beautiful oils for your skin. And then there's other oils that are not so similar to this, the oil oils in our skin, that doesn't mean that they can't provide some sort of benefit, but maybe you could put them on different parts of your body. I think one thing I've noticed, because like, I've had a lot of clients as a hairdresser that like were sleeping in coconut oil. Like that was really popular, but coconut oil is like a medium chain fatty acid and Mm -hmm. it feels very dissimilar from like the structure of the hair. I feel like it like sits on top of it and it doesn't get in. So I feel like I was, for like 
before Queer Eye, I mean, up until this April, I was in the salon like five days a week for mm-hmm. the last, you know, 12 years. And I noticed a lot of people, like there was a certain type of very porous curly hair that could benefit from that sort mm-hmm. of medium chain, like, you know, bigger oil. But mm-hmm. then there was a lot of people that had like finer hair that would sleep in it. And like, it's almost making like brittle and mm-hmm. almost, cause it's like, you've been having this heavy thing, like sitting on your hair for mm-hmm. like eight hours a night, or mm-hmm. you're just like going around all day with coconut oil and you're, it's like not cute. <laughs> so like, so that's like a thing, like how heavy the oil is. I yeah. guess I didn't realize like why that was making their hair feel like that. So there's all sorts of oils. You're right. And to your question about mineral oil, I would have no problems putting mineral oil on my body if I needed it. I just wouldn't necessarily put it on my face. Um, and I also am more breakout prone. Um, but Because of your like past. Yeah, because yeah. my skin is all, you know, funky now. But <laughs> but the uh, there's lots of botanical oils that I love. Squalene is one of my favorites. Um, that one you can actually get from olives. It used to be from shark liver. And then to your other question about things that I avoid. Um, so synthetic fragrances just tend to be a black box of ingredients that can sometimes cause um, allergic reactions. But I think there's lots of all natural fragrances that are beautiful um, and great. Um, I tried to stay away from retinols. That's like that kind of um, like exfoliating oil, right? It's like it doesn't have like little uh, like little like nutshell little scrapies. It's like an oil that exfoliates your skin. And dermatologists will give it to you a lot if you are acne prone or anything like that. So it has a lot of great benefits and it's well researched. But a lot of our clients are expecting mothers or breastfeeding. And it's definitely an ingredient that your doctors recommend that you stay away from when you're breastfeeding and pregnant. And I just think there's... There's lots of other things. It also messes with you if you get a lot of sun exposure after using retinols. It can sensitize your skin to the sun and also make it raw. Another thing too, I think when I like I think about hair care in this way, like when clients would come in and like with a picture of like Daenerys Targaryen, you know, <laughs> with like black hair, and they're like, you know, an hour and forty five minutes, and this is totally achievable. My hair is going to feel great, right? And it's like. I would, first of all, know it's going to be 17 hours and your hair is going to feel like hell, <laughs> but it's going to require me to take like an AK-47 <laughs> amount of ingredients yeah. to your hair. And I would rather approach this with like a BB gun, yeah. you know, like I don't want to like, or like a slingshot. Cause, and that's like what I hear you saying about retinol, honey. like, she's like, she's maybe a little aggressive. That, so that goes to your earlier question, which is what did we learn about Japanese skincare? So one is that the ingredients, you know, they're, they're as simple as superfoods, but then two, the ritual is very simple and very pure and you don't have to do things that are so aggressive and punishing for the skin. Because also because your skin is a living organ, like she's going to react. Like if you come at her all aggressively, like she's, she has to like counterbalance for her somehow. Yes. And she talks to you. She's very communicative. And so in the Western world, we were taught that um, you want to scrub, you want to feel raw, you want to feel the burn. Your skin is there to communicate with you about when you're in danger or doing something that's not good. If it burns, it's your skin's way of saying, please stop that right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what they do is they cleanse with an oil. Um, they polish their skin daily, but not with the exfoliants that we grew up with, but with rice enzymes, mm. um, komunuka. And it's just gentle. It feels like nothing, like it didn't do anything. But then you're like, why is my face off like a baby's? Mm. Um, then they use beauty waters and their essences that um, should not have high alcohol content. When you put them on the skin, your skin just drinks it up and gets really plump. There's a Japanese word for plump skin, puru puru. Like oh, okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> Mommy, what's that? Yeah. And then they just seal it in with a moisturizer. So it's very simple. It's very pure. What about sunscreen in Japanese? Huge. Yeah. Huge, huge. But what about, like, do we know anything, you know, because like those like poor coral reefs and stuff and like how, like, like what are we, what's the deal with that nowadays? Like, do you know about that? I mean, you don't have yeah. to know about that. Like, no, we do. So there are different sunscreens that are um, not good 
great for coral reefs. And so they're different ingredients. Is that like an American thing though? And like in the EU, those aren't even like allowed or something. <laughs> you know, I like think- one more thing to be pissed <laughs> off about. It's definitely good if you have a favorite sunscreen to check with the company that makes it to see whether if that's something that you're, you care about. Yeah. Is there ever, but it, aren't there some minerals that can act like sunscreens? Like, isn't zinc like a natural, mm-hmm. like, and a lot of sunscreens come in powder with that. Yeah. So zinc oxide and titanium dioxide. Do you hate those or no, are those no, okay? No, they're great. They're great. And I think, um, Peter Thomas Roth makes a, um, I think those are the ingredients of a, of like a powder that she's kind of universal uh-huh. that I was really into. That's like great. still am just cause it like, is like a finisher and it doesn't add, like, it doesn't make me feel like there's. And, and it doesn't mix with like my serum and my moisturizer mm-hmm. and it doesn't like congeal into like a weird, mm-hmm. like it just is very effervescent. Taking care of your skin and protecting it from the sun, no matter what products you use and no matter what brands you use is always really important. And barriers are really cute if you don't want to, like barriers are cool, like as far as like, you know, long sleeves or like, vi- like that is like smart, I feel like. Totally. And then, um, you know how like sometimes when we get... Like I've gotten really sunburned before because I got like too aggressive on like a vacation. And I was like, oh my God, it's like my last day and it finally got sun. And then you like fall asleep, you know, like in this is a nightmare. Have you ever heard about that thing? How it's like, like when you get a sunburn, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to put all the aloe vera on and I'm going to put like that glue lotion on so that <laughs> I don't lose my tan. Like, but then I've read about how if you do get a sunburn, like don't treat your skin super differently than you normally would. Is that like a wives' tale weird thing that I just like read about? Like, what do you, like, I guess really what I'm asking, what do you do if you get a sunburn? <laughs> when your skin is burned like that, um, it needs to recover. And one of the things that it loses is water. And so, especially if it's on the face, um, I recommend using a gentle uh, mask. And so, like, we have a, a, a gel sheet mask that was actually the materials made for burn victims. Mm. And um, we put that on and to just replenish the, the water reservoir in the skin. And then after that, that on top of it, just use something to hold the water in the skin because the water in the skin will allow the skin to start heal- healing itself. And it's so like, it c- don't put a bunch of like heavy lotion on it that's got like you know <laughs> crap in it. I you know just um, you when anytime your skin is hurt, you just want to make sure that it's moisturized and then you get support the skin barrier function that you give it um, a layer kind of an occlusive layer to protect it while it heals underneath and so any sort of basic cream is going to be fine Um, just make sure that it's well hydrated underneath love okay and then I also feel like there's this other article that I read about something this one time about like there's these like little like things that like run around your skin that like they kill like they like lafcogens or something and they like they like eat little like viruses and like bacteria like on your little skin like it's like if Merce is on your skin these little things will like go just like kill her. Your skin does have natural um, micro antimicrobial properties. What 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 do you know about those? What are those called? Like, what's the deal with that? Like that's pretty cool, right? Like it's it's like its own little biome. It has its own kind of ecosystem and and in, all of it is to protect you and to make sure that you know bacteria and whatever that's that's healthy and fine is on there and anything that's going to be dangerous it's going to keep it out yeah she's like an Uma Thurman and Kill Bill moment like there's like little like yellow outfitted like she's uh, you know what I mean like she's not having it our skin is really pretty cool our skin is amazing and um, when I first watched Queer Eye the, I think it was the first episode. Remember the guy who said you can't fix ugly? Yeah, Tom. Oh, we love Tom. I fell in love with him. But coming back to what you're asking, you know, in the very beginning about. I was so stressed out when I got there with him because when I first, that was a, literally like our first episode ever, like mm-hmm. literally, because sometimes episodes are like not in the order that we shot, but that literally was our very first one. Yeah. And when I got there, I was like, and saw his little baby face. Like I said to our producers, I was like, Y'all, like, I'm not a makeup artist. Like, I'm a hairdresser who, like, knows about skin, but, like, I feel like I need, like, a doctor, honey. Like, 
they're like that little malar rash from that little from that lupus is really inflamed. I don't even. And so then I was like, wait, don't freak out, girl. Like if she's swollen, I'll just put some ice on it. Yeah. And if it's red, I'll just put some like gorgeous green stick on it. Yeah. And I'll just use and, and I'll just use cover effects because they have a lot of like skincare in their things. <laughs> That's fine. Ooh. What about salicylic acid? Do we love her? She's fine, right? Is she kind of an AK-47? Sal acid is an AK-47. No! But you can use it. You can use it. Every Everything's just about moderation. It's moderation. moderation. Yeah. I think there's salicylic acid in that green That You know what? I'm sure it's such a small amount. It's totally Because of the concentration I'm thing? I'm sure it's such a small oh, amount. Oh I'm sure. Don't worry about it. He looked awesome. <laughs> but as you've seen in your work with how people feel about their skin. You take it for granted until there's something wrong with it. And then it's all you can think about. So when he said you can't fix ugly, he wasn't ugly. He just didn't, he didn't love how his skin felt. And so just like your skin is a reflection of your physical, mental, and spiritual kind of health. It also affects how you feel. Yeah. And so this gentle, it really, when I have psoriasis flare ups, my personality is different. Like I have to work harder to be the me that, you know, you go inside. Well, it just, it, if it's a winter flare up, it's not as bad because like the heat doesn't make me in pain. Mm -hmm. So like the flare up doesn't hurt. It's just, it's a little irritating, especially like, you know, if you're in a relationship or if you're like it just because you don't feel super gorgeous about taking your shirt off and being covered in like, you know, red flaky splotches everywhere. But then in the summer, if I get it and I'm exposed to the sun a lot, it's like it's, it's painful mm-hmm. and it's hard to like just never go in the sun in the summer. If you have and like this past summer when I was uh, working, I like my legs and my torso were so flared up. So like and it took like three weeks for it of like twice a day application of like my steroid cream to like, mm-hmm. or it's actually like a foam. It looks like mousse, but like, mm-hmm. uh, she was, lot. I almost got on medication this year for the first time. Cause that flare up was so persistent. Mm-hmm. And then I was in the middle of switching my insurance and then they denied it. And then I was like, Oh, screw it. I'll just like, and then it, and then finally fall came and it went away. And I was like, Oh, thank God. I'm like still not. She's oh. like one more flare up, like without getting on medication. Yeah. Like, but yeah, people have psoriasis, honey. We go through it. It's a lot. Have you tried acupuncture by the way? No. Mm, acupuncture is really good for things that are autoimmune related. Um, because sometimes with steroids, which are, you know, so super effective. Sometimes when you come off, it can flare back really, really strong. Mine, Luckily, I've not had like that rebound thing yet until the next year when I get around really hot stuff or I get because you know what else really triggers mine is like a scratch. Mm -hmm. Like if one of my cats like scratch me, honey, then like the whole scratch turns into like a, a psoriasis thing. And then like two days later, I'm like, great. Like chicken pox. Great. Love it. It's great. So much fun. And then like everyone like looks at you a little longer if you like put your sleeve up and you're like, I swear to God, it's not contagious. It's just like it literally is those commercials for psoriasis. Like when the person like puts their sleeve down and is like, like it really is like that. I love that. But I love that you're using your platform to make people feel comfortable in their own skin. And then also to teach them how to take care of their skin in a way that's not punishing, but loving and compassionate. I also noticed too with my Sarai, I abbreviated her, but I noticed that like it takes the medicine way better if. I moisturize and am more gentle because like I don't exfoliate ever my body now because even non-flare up time I don't except Mm -hmm. for what we already talked about Mm -hmm. um and I do notice that like because I always put oil on my skin in the shower when I'm still wet Mm -hmm. and then I like rub it in and then I stand there for like two minutes and then I put like my body moisturizer on like Mm -hmm. after I've dried off but like do we like that right because if you put it on your skin wet it's like going to stay in longer we do we do and then the other thing that I've learned so I get eczema head to toe and it used to drive me crazy and it keeps me up at night and it makes me angry and itchy but then what I realize is I know that my eczema flares up when I'm stressed out Mm -hmm. so 
if I think about it differently as my way, my skin's way of telling me that I'm stressed out, then instead of just thinking about how do I treat this eczema patch that I have right now, it's what is it telling me about my life? I try to do mindfulness and meditation and do more <laughs> therapy, but it's like I would rather just muscle it with the <laughs> steroid mousse. Or maybe make sure you get enough sleep. I always get enough sleep, but I'm not great at managing my stress. That- I seem like on my Instagram and stuff <laughs> I do, but on the inside, honey, she's... And for a wild ride sometimes. I feel like your skin is trying, your skin tells the story of your life, right? And I think your skin is trying to tell you that you're doing an amazing job right now, but remember, take care of yourself. Mm. Girl, truer words have never been spoken. <laughs> so Kali Wally, because right now we're um, in New York and Kali Wally's always, or we're in LA, but Kali Wally's always here when we're in LA. He's having a nervous breakdown because I'm going really late, but I want to get to that part in the podcast where like, what did I talk about that we, or what did we not talk about that we really need to hit in this yoga class of our podcast? Like when it comes to skin, like we love Tatcha, honey. She's gorgeous. She's like Thank full you. of gorgeous ingredients. Like what do we need to talk about that we missed? Or haven't gotten to yet. I think that you asked a lot of the questions, which is, you know, cleansing your skin really, really gently, caring for it, understanding that it's a reflection of your health, making sure that you're protecting it from the sun. If you care about clean ingredients, um, I think a great place to research that is EWG.org. You can look up any ingredient because there's also a lot of misinformation out there right now with regards to clean and green and all that. That's a great resource that you can always go to. What's EWG stand for? Uh, Environmental Working Group. Great. So you can look up any ingredient in there and it can tell you, you know, uh, where it stands and it's all data driven. And then outside of that, um, I just wanted to thank you because every single time uh, we sell anything, we are sending a girl to school for a day around the world. And um, we're just so grateful for the opportunity to share our story with you because we crossed over two and a quarter million days of school for girls in Africa and Southeast Asia in partnership with an organization called Room to Read. Wow. And our goal is 10 million days of school. And that's part of what's made my work so meaningful. But I think when we started talking about initially about beauty and the definition of beauty, what do we learn about beauty going to Asia? It's... um. One thing I love about the Asian approach to beauty is very inside out. You're you're beautiful if you have a beautiful mind, a beautiful heart, and your skin is is a really important part of of the health of your body. Instead of looking ourselves and and judging, you know, saying these are all the things I'm not. It's it's the flip side, which is these are all the things that I am. So it's such an honor to meet you because I love oh. you and I think we should be best friends. And also thank you for helping us send amazing girls of school around the world. Thank you for bringing that part of beauty to the culture of your company and um, shedding that light on people. And I love that story. And thank you for all of your hard work and thank you for your time. Thank you. Should we go ice skating? Yes, we're out. You've been listening to Getting Curious with me, Jonathan Benes. My guest this week was Victoria Asai. You'll find links to Vicky's work at Tatcha and socials in the episode description of whatever you're listening to the show on. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at JBN. Our theme music is Freak by Quinn. Thank you so much to her for letting us use it. If you enjoyed our show, please give us a gorgeous little review in Apple Podcasts. It's Sashir and Nicole from Best Best Friends. Our podcast has been out for a few months. If you haven't listened to it, you should. We've already asked the big questions in life. Imagine if we could lay eggs. Okay, sure. (laughs) I guess we... Wouldn't that be funny if you could eat from yourself? No, because that's like cannibalism. Not when you eat yourself. What? Hmm? Answer listener questions. Hi, Nicole and Sashir. What happens if Sashir dies first? I mean, I've never thought of that. Well... I would be so sad. Oh no, Nicole. Nicole. 
I'm not gonna die. Take BuzzFeed quizzes. Let's pick eight foods and we'll give you a sex position to try. Whoa. This is wild. Plus, we bring on other funny best friends to talk about their friendship. I almost want to cry. I feel, I don't know why that really made me feel emotional, but. It's because <laughs> it's pure to talk about it friendship. It's nice. It's so nice. It's like so rare to like articulate it, but she's always there for me. Like, I, I think she's just somebody who. <laughs> Oh, I love this. I love it so much. Oh, my God. It's really sweet. Best Friends with Nicole Byer and Sashir Zameda is new every Wednesday. On Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen. Oh, my God. To it. (laughs) 